The time has come. Execute Order 66. Hello, and welcome to The Alt-Left. Welcome back, everyone, to a very special episode of The Alt-Left. This is episode 66, where we are going to be executing some bastards. With me, as always, is uh, Matthew Jumbo Johnson. Hello, everyone. Happy to be back. And joining us, as always, the steadfast Reverend Dr. K. Good evening, everyone. It's uh, it's nice for the three of us to be here. What if people nice. listen in the mornings? Uh, it's still good evening. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's evening somewhere, right? Right. Exactly. All right. <laughs> I'm recording this in the evening. That That's good enough for me. I'm not. I'm recording it in the morning. <laughs> and I'm recording I don't know where day. you are. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? You trying to get me doxxed, buddy? <laughs> I, I know so, where you live. We're going to go ahead and nail some schmucks. Uh, we're going to talk about a few people, uh, but the two we're really going to be dragging are uh, the true greatest wolf in sheep's clothing leftist cosplayers, Vosh and Jimmy Dore. Hey, they are patriots, okay? They are very left patriots. Totally left patriots. So left, they went right again. <laughs> So um, uh, I think uh, I think Vosh is the bigger bastard, but Jimmy Dore's been around longer. I think we should start with him. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, let's do it. Uh, so for those of you who don't know who Jimmy Dore is, he's a consider yourself this, lucky. Yeah, I use this word loosely comedian and he's a comedian the same way that Joe Rogan's a comedian where like he once had a comedic career and then got into politics and became a raging fucking twat that has no sense of uh, or no ability to critical think um, and is just a raging bastard of the utmost proportions. Now, accurate. Yeah, mm-hmm. he got his start on the Young Turks. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure mo- anybody listening to this probably knows Young Turks is a YouTube news show. It's very left and progressive, and a lot of people have actually gotten their start on that show that have, funnily enough, eventually broken away and then gone full right wing shit shitstorm. So, and Jimmy Dore is no exception. So he left the Young Turks a while back, decided to form his own show, and he's kind of made a name for himself in YouTube and Twitter in the Twitter space. Um, promoting what he tries to frame as leftist ideas and values, but they're really not. And that's going to be a theme you guys are going to hear a lot about tonight. It's this idea of people propping themselves up and trying to tap into leftists and leftist ideas, but really they're not. They're just really right-wingers that I think have found a few things they agree with the left on and have used that to try to entice leftists over to right wing extremism. Yeah, because they're, not, the even fr- put it. they're mm-hmm. not even framing it. You know, it's not yeah. even like this is a left wing argument because let me explain, you know, that kind of thing. Like, no, they just give a shitty right wing libertarian take and then just declare it leftism. You know, they're just Very like, well, I so. just, you know, I think that gay people suck because, you know, because I'm a leftist. And, yeah. it, and it comes out of nowhere. Like, it, I, I, I actually don't have much experience with Dora. I know Matt does a lot. Um, but like, I remember at one point when Matt was, had gone on a, on a rage bender on uh, just <laughs> what an absolute raging twat waffle Jimmy Dora is. Um, I decided, and I'd read some stuff on him. But it's like, you know, you could look up someone's tweets. You could look up some of their worst takes on Reddit. And that's not always, 
indicative of who they always are, right? Anybody, I mean, we can you can literally pull our audio out of context and 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 put it on the Daily Stormer, and it would fit in at certain points, right? So. I literally, and I, I got a notification at one point saying, oh, Jimmy Dore is going live on um, on Twitter. And I was like, okay. So I checked it out. I couldn't last five minutes. Yeah. He was such a rabid bastard. They were talking about COVID. And I remember he just kept, because again, I had, I've, I've seen some of his hot takes and they're absolute trash. But I wanted to see him in his native environment. I tuned in and there he is talking about uh, vaccine mandates and having vaccine cards, that kind of thing. He's like, that's authoritarian. Like, you're just going to walk around and people are going to say, papers, where's your papers? Papers, please. And he's acting like we're in fucking, you know, 1943 Berlin. And it's like, you live in a society. Like, you have to give papers all the time. You have to have a driver's license. You have to drive with car registration and car insurance. You file a W-2 for your taxes. Everything you do, you got a mortgage, there's a house payment for that. You have a, you rent, you signed a lease. Like There's paperwork involved in every single fucking aspect of your life. But you're going to choose to be an absolute cunt about the Fauci-ouchie. Yeah. yeah. And that's not even the worst of his takes. But that, like, I mean, that's a super yeah. right wing take. Like, yeah. let's be clear, oh, that is not leftist. But he he just but he doesn't even like try back. And here's why it's leftist. No, he just says, "And I'm a leftist." So there. Well, no, listen to more of his takes. So, so this is what he'll do, and this is where the leftist bit comes in. What he'll do is he'll pick on. So he'll say something like this. He's like. I'm paraphrasing here. This isn't a direct quote, but something along the lines of like, it is absolutely abhorrent that we have lockdown and Joe Sue mom and pop can't keep their store open, but Amazon can. That is a leftist view that a lot of leftists will agree with because it's this big idea of being against corporations and why are corporations allowed to just do whatever the fuck they want and mom and pop Q public or whatever gets screwed. That's where that's the, the opening he, he gets leftists in because that's a very easy take that any rational person will be. But then he goes, from that into the shit Chris just said and yeah. you realize oh it's just all a cover for this crazy conspiracy theory right wing nonsense and instead of his answer being we need to give assistance to the mom and pop it's vaccines are bad yeah and lockdowns are horrible well and that's that's the other thing is his take and again I'm paraphrasing but the 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 crux of his take so he'll he'll go on a tirade about lockdowns being bad under the guise of it because it's hurting the public but not but be against things like the government supporting people going on lockdown. You know, th- it's that kind of bullshit. You know, it's like, no, lockdowns are horrible and they take away your rights and we shouldn't do them because everybody and he'll try to make it seem like he cares about, you know, the innocent people that are losing their jobs and not able to work. But when you ask him, because he was asked about this um, by one of the socialists he had on and he was like, no, I'm not for that. That's horrible. Of course. So I, I watched a, a specifically an interview that or not an interview, one of his uh, shows on YouTube. That sucks. I'm sorry. He's yeah, me too. It was it made me feel fucking dirty. Anyway, so he was going over this this uh, interview that was done with Albert Borla, who is the CEO of Pfizer. It was uh, WordPress, and it was March 10th, right? But he's kind of going over and he's talking about it, and he does a lot of the same thing that that charlatans and like. Uh, conspiracy theorists do. They beg the question a lot. Besides that, this the CEO is trying to explain why they decided to go with an mRNA vaccine versus their older uh, the technology, model. right? Yeah, the, the traditional model, which is a protein uh, vaccine or, or dead virus, however. And so he's he's 
talking, right? And he has a, a fairly thick accent, but his English is extremely good. And and he stops and he he says that he's got to uh, uh, translate, you know, or he says, because he's got such a thick accent, let me translate his English to English. Wow. Right? And the thing is, you can understand this guy. He's a very intelligent person. So he questions whether is, is Borler as a doctor or not. So then they, they look up whether he's a doctor. And it turns out the guy was trained as a veterinarian. Now, veterinarians are fucking doctors. I don't know about you, but they actually have to learn more than people doctors. Uh, they go to school longer. And then he's, Jimmy Dore says, I wonder if he takes horse paste. This is the CEO of Pfizer. Why would you even say something like that? Why would you question whether this person who is, I swear, probably way smarter, you know, way more successful, and one of the biggest pharmaceutical companies on the planet is taking horse paste? You fucking kidding me? Yeah, like that's the thing. It's like I now, for one, I actually no, I I, I do disagree with you. I, I do not believe that being trained as a veterinarian uh, gives you uh, authority in this no, situation at all. I didn't say authority. No, but that's but what, what I, Jimmy Dore was questioning, I, and I think that's yes, a valid question. However, to then mock someone who is running a pharmaceutical company, one of the largest in the world, who is actively pursuing cutting edge science to try to save people and their profit, which is fair, but he well, obviously didn't cut him down for being a profit monger, which would have been the leftist take. No, he cut him down on a horse pace joke. It was it was clearly he had nowhere to go. Yeah. That That's my point, yeah. is that it wasn't about this person and whether he's doing a good job, you know, as the CEO of Pfizer. And then so Jimmy Dore goes on to question, like, because the, the CEO says, you know, that his people or that they had to convince him to to pursue this MNR uh, vaccine, which apparently they had only started looking at for two years. The mRNA technology is 20 years old. Yeah. Yes. No one before now had produced a mRNA vaccine. No, it was the first of its kind. The first of its kind. No one had produced one before ever. But he's asked, he's begging those questions based on Jimmy Dore's ignorance of those facts. You know, oh, they had to convince him, you know. But he's he continues to beg questions against the validity of the person or thing that he is questioning in his videos. Well, but he's a right winger and all right wingers ever have are logical fallacies, mostly usually begging the question and straw man arguments. Exactly. And and I just this specific thing for me pointed it out so poignantly that he's not a leftist, that he is a right winger masquerading as a leftist yeah i call them leftist cosplayers yeah yeah that's that's a perfect term for it well and he does the same kind of bullshit that that we've already ripped on joe rogan for doing it's all he gets around you know doing due diligence uh checking sources which by the way he's come out openly and said that you don't need to have valid sources that all sources are valid he's a big conspiracy nut but he he does one step further he's more open about his bullshit than joe rogan is but he gets around it with the same kind of nonsense by saying oh i'm just asking questions i'm just just asking questions questions. i'm just getting interesting people yeah yeah just trying to fit just trying to find out guys i'm just trying to learn the information myself you know it's it's this 
bullshit, like let's all play together nonsense where they're trying to say that they're trying to unite the left and right, but really all they're trying to do is pull leftists to the right um, and ignore what leftists are fighting for. Like they don't really understand the problems. They don't really, uh, they're trying they to line their pockets. Let's, let's be reasonable. I, well, absolutely. I, and I think, so here's the thing. I, I don't think that's, well, I think that's true for door. I don't think that it's as true as like say Dave Rubin, uh, for instance, who we'll, we'll talk a little bit more down there. I do think Fair they enough. all want money. I, I think door is a true believer. He's been a conspiracy theory nut from the beginning. This is not new. It's not like door was a normal guy once upon a, t- upon a time, then started saying a few crazy things and it got him money. And then he went full bore into it. This is who he's always been. Um, yeah. And, and he's kind of, he was in, he wasn't in the limelight all that much. I mean, he had a following people that liked him from the young turts and followed him to his own show, but really where he really came to prominence was a couple of years ago. Do you guys remember we were, we even did an episode on this where we kind of ripped on AOC and the squad for not doing more to fight for healthcare, not hey, holding Hey, healthcare's up. not in AOC's district. Yeah, I know. But you know how they didn't, they didn't force a vote. They didn't do any of that stuff. They promised that they were going to do right. And this is kind of where I think door got a big boost in his numbers because he publicly on Twitter ripped AOC a new one and got a, like it went viral. And I think AOC even responded, which I think only helped him. And here's the thing on that point, we don't disagree with Or, And this is another way where I think there's a little more insidiousness with this his another kind of broken people. clock is right twice a day. Kind of thing. Ex- exactly. Cause I mean, there's, there are things that like this one, for instance, he was right. I'm not going to say he wasn't. But when you think, when you find someone that you agree with that's a public figure and you think they have a really good take on a topic, that doesn't mean that you automatically have to agree with everything they say and follow them blindly. And I think that's the biggest problem with Door is his following is just as cult-like and dogmatic as the Trumpers are. And it's Mm -hmm. dangerous. It's dangerous, so dangerous because they start they don't question him. They don't, they find excuses. They do anything they can to apologize. They're apologists for every bullshit take he has. And you know, when, when I find someone who I like, I've learned that I got to start looking at what their views are on a lot of things. And with door, like the moment you start learning that he's a conspiracy theory, I mean, not just nine 11 bullshit, but like he feeds into like QAnon type shit too. Yeah. Like Pizzagate stuff. He's a huge nine 11 conspiracy theories massive massive and and this goes back all the way to like just a couple of years after 9-11 happened and then it continues to reoccur throughout his career i like, can't well, wait to back conspiracy theory episode yeah he keeps coming back to it because people keep asking about it and he keeps doubling down in it but it goes from that to even more insidious stuff because he's he's an obvious anti-semite let me give you a quote here this is in i've May heard that i haven't heard it. yeah I, i'm I've, I've actually heard this you're not the first one who's actually said that i've, I've actually heard that uh, it's a lot of um if you don't know what you're listening for you might not notice it but it's a lot of that like global elites kind of shit yeah door said the jewish lobby bearing uh buying our politicians is 100 percent a fact that is a quote. And here's the funny thing. There's merit to where he came from from that because there is a massive Israeli lobby that buys every single senator. That's a country, sure. not a religion. And to conflate Judaism with the actions of fascist Israel is ridiculous. 
Well, and when you pile that on with a bunch of his other stuff, a lot of his conspiracy theories have links to a lot of this anti-Semitic bullshit. You know, it's this, you get into like Freemason bullshit where it's all Mm -hmm. like just the Jews are controlling everything type nonsense. Like that's really where we're all- Henry Ford kind of shit. Exactly, exactly. And that's like the more you listen to him, the more that's what you get from him. And he had a really strong year there. Twenty, like the end of twenty twenty to like throughout twenty twenty. Uh, actually, it was all of twenty twenty up until like twenty twenty one. He did really well for himself. He was blowing up. He was getting big. That's how he even got on a lot of people's radars. But then in twenty twenty one, he decided he was going to play nice with the Boogaloo Boys. Yep. Um. So he had on a Boogaloo Boy. Um. The dude's name is Magnus Penvidia, which I believe that's a fa- that's a fake name. I don't. Th- I tried to find more details on this. There's a bunch of videos that went into this, but I couldn't find the details. But the long and the short of it is that for those of you that don't know the Boogaloo Boys, well, yes, they are a disjointed. They're no centralized organization to them. Far and away, their roots are in white nationalism and racism. Right? Yeah, there is this now, tiny fringe leftist group of the Boogaloo Boys. And it's really weird because the other yeah. 90% of the Boogaloo Boys, and it's actually kind of, I have a funny anecdote about that. Uh, a friend of mine, actually, you guys know him too. Uh, we were talking with the Boogaloo Boys and he was like, what are you talking about, dude? They're total right wing, not fascists. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? They're anarchists. And he's like, what are you talking about? It turns out there's two wings of the Boogaloo Boys. Yep, <laughs> really? Each yeah. of us were only familiar with the other. However, the left wing era of the Boogaloo Boys is a tiny, itty bitty, strange splinter faction that never should have existed. And it turns out I was wrong. Uh, the Boogaloo Boys are a crazy right wing fascist organization. And yeah. white supremacists. There's a few. There's a handful, a handful of few of them that will join BLM rallies, fight for you know that kind of thing, and they they yeah. truly believe they're they're anti-government, pro-leftist. But it's a small contingent. Now this guy was claiming to be part of that, and it's it's come out since that he was absolutely not. Like he's absolutely a a, a racist. He's been found out. Like he Alex. This is the funny part. Alex Jones interviewed this guy right, and Alex Jones did better due diligence as far as journalism goes in interviewing and prepping for this guy and pushed him on this issue than Jimmy Dore did. Jimmy Dore didn't do any kind of pushing because Jimmy Dore has an agenda and wants to push this idea that the left and the right really should just get along, which they fundamentally can't. We've talked about this before, but this Sounds guy like was, Andrew Yang. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same kind of bullshit with, with that, less that pleasant same horseshoe vibes. theory crap. Yeah. 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 But this guy came though. on. A uh, rainbow flag and a don't tread on me flag in the background, trying to say that he believes in all this stuff, all this stuff. And they're really and, and trying to vouch. And here's the thing. It's those it's the lies that have an element or a kernel of truth to them that are the most dangerous, because like we said, there is a fringe element of the Boogaloo boys that does believe these things. But the guy that was on George show has since been out. It is not part of them. He was part of the January. He was there during January 6th, during the insurrection. He's come out and like, on on Kyle Rittenhouse's house side over and over again, which Jimmy Dore did too. Both of them have said, "Yeah, Kyle Jimmy was Dore was pro Rittenhouse." Side. Yeah, oh, still is, still God. is. That uh, makes tra- me fucking so. Here's the thing: sick. he doubled down repeatedly when questioned about that until eventually it got too big because this was a another uh, thing that was coming out around this time. Until it got too big, and then he tried to say he didn't know that that was the guy's take on on Rittenhouse, even though Dore had agreed with him at the point. That point, yeah, and has, so he's trying to and back has multiple that. times supported Rittenhouse. Yeah, absolutely. Publicly. There's tweet there's tweets about this. Like yeah, I mean, he's spoken it, about it on a show. On and on. You can look it up on YouTube. Yep. Not to mention he's an admitted sexual harasser. 
He sexually harassed Anna Kasparian from the Young Turks and Shocker. admitted to it. Not only did he admit it to it, like he admitted he made inappropriate sexual comments about her ass, subjected her to social humiliation in front of her coworkers, and then uh, then he was then he was trying to say that like it was her basically slut shaming, excuses yeah. on why he did it, and slut shamed her, and basically said she was dressing inappropriately, so she deserved it. And you know what's funny is that seems to be a common thread. Vash did the same thing, like. He came out and he publicly hurt, like sexually harassed two women and like so badly that in his apology, he released his chat logs, which are vile, um, where he's just like grooming and being super shitty and then completely admits to intimidating them into silence. Like he admits this proudly. And again, it's the same thing with uh, what's his name? Um, Jimmy Snow. Yeah, uh, the guy who was dear Mr. Atheist. Who God, when he was dear Mr. Atheist, like, hey, this guy's pretty cool. This guy's pretty cool. And then all of a sudden, he got big, and it was like, whoa, where did this piece of shit come from? And then, of course, it comes out that again, he was sexually harassing his own people. He was trolling his own fan base for young girls to harass, and like, again, he then made it public and completely shamed them for doing it. Um, kind of pulled an Elon Musk and tried to blame things on his autism. You know, make himself a victim out of it. It was just, and it's just, it's this weird like. It's this really weird thing that 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 these like white fake left, you know, right libertarian guys like to do is when they're caught like sexually harassing and being gross, they don't go, yeah, you know what? I had a bad month and that was a weak moment. And I was a piece of shit and my apologies go out to that person. I will try to do better. And if you hate me, I completely understand because everything I did was wrong. Nope. They fucking double down on it. And they're like, you're goddamn right. I did. You want to read it? Here it is. Fuck them, you know, and fuck you if you don't like it. And they just double down on this shit. And, and, and then they wonder why they're hated and all their fans can't understand. Like, why do you hate these guys? Why are you picking on them? You know, they censor people in their own subreddits and their own discords. I mean, they're fucking cult leaders. That's yeah. all they are. Mm -hmm. They are just a dude with a beard and a robe desperately trying to fuck 10-year-olds. That's all these fucking guys are. 100%, man. And it's and like I said, I, I reference how similar they are to Trump. It's here's the thing. We are no fans of the government. We are no fans of the mainstream media. However, we are still educated enough to understand that we still need to be as informed as possible. We need to check our sources. And when we hear something from any mainstream news source, we double check, triple check, and get it from other news sources to confirm and critically think about the information we're given. Door doesn't do that. Door lambasts any form of government, any form of, any, uh, uh, form of mainstream media, like actively tells people that if you believe it, you're a shit, like you're an idiot and you're dumb and you don't know what you're talking about and you can't believe it and can't trust it, instills the same kind of distrust in the establishment that, that Trump has, basically letting his audience know that you can only trust me when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I think that, that's the difference between supercritical thinking and that cult like mentality, because again, like I'll, I'll be the first one to agree that no, you actually can't trust most mainstream media. Um, if anything has gone to show it, the Russian Ukrainian uh, issue has gone to show that whether or not you think one party is right, one party is wrong, like you cannot look at CNN, BBC, MSNBC and not completely see the NATO bias. You can't go on Fox News and see the ridiculous Russian bias. Like there is obvious obvious bias that is very clearly being spoon-fed you by the State Department. And to point that out and to say this is wrong 
and you need to question these sources, that's critical thinking. To say that anything they say is automatically wrong because of who they are is bullshit, especially if you're going to frame it in the you have no other source of information but me. That is where it becomes cult-like. He gets quotes like this. This is another one. I start from the premise that the government is lying, and now I just have to figure out what they're lying about specifically. Which, if you take that quote just by itself, I don't know many people in the U.S. today that would disagree with that. The problem is, is the way he does it. It's not that, you know, you're being lied to and, and about, you know, where your money's going or things like that. It's, it's, it, it literally goes into the territory of Jewish space blazers type of conspiracy theory nut jobs, you know. Because he actually and, thinks Jews are behind it. And it's like, no, exactly. bankers are behind it, bro. Like, it's <laughs> yes. not hard to see. Like, follow the dollar. But that's not good enough for these guys. They need an other. And that other tends to be people of different colors or Jews. It's yeah. all. And, it, and it's weird. Like, you'd really think think these guys would find a new one like you know god when we had bush in office it's like finally you thought the jews were going to get a breather and everything was going to be anti-muslim but it's like no they just got added to the list it's like it's it's tired it's old it's like i I just i don't understand how the anti-semitic jew stuff still holds water i just don't get it i just don't get how anybody in this day and age is still like yep yep those guys over there they, they do it all. Wait, you mean the, the, the rabbi over there with the locks who's walking home and he's going to eat some, some kosher fish when he gets home? Yep, that guy's running the fucking world. It's, it makes no sense to me. But they still do it no matter how old these tropes are, no matter how much they're just proven. It's like the second you bring about the anti-Semitic stuff, you get this. I, I think it's got to be clout because you get an instant following. There's this instant following of people who are like, yep, Jewish lizard people. It's nuts, but the reason we have to bring him up, because most leftists, I think, know this, whether they're familiar with Dor or not, there is an ideological battle going on. There are two forces that are playing for the left. One is basically the the stereotypical, you know, the donor-driven politics of, you know, center-right, where it's it's just basically the, the Bidens of the world. If you, you don't know? vote for Joe Biden, you ain't black. Yes, that's one side of the coin. They're fighting for it. Right. But now this other side has emerged and it's it's the door side of things. It's it's basically people trying to make horseshoe theory a thing. They're trying to pull people so far left that they go right. Um, and they're doing it in, in the most insidious way possible. I think Dor is very aware of what he's doing. I don't think he's innocent in this at all. I think he's making a calculated play here because this is what he believes. And money. Yeah, and money. Yeah. Money's a factor too. And, and this is, I'll, I'll go into this too, is Dave Rubin, I think, is the biggest guilty one of this. Dave Rubin is another, for those of you that don't know, started out the Young Turks, decided to do his own show as well. Dave Rubin is married to a man. He's a homosexual, out, used to be a, 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 a solid progressive. I would say he used to be an AOC progressive. Went on his own show and, and then and had a few center to right wing guests that were. A little edgy. I wouldn't say super edgy, but a little. This was before Milo Yiannopoulos and all that shit, right? And it got him a lot of views. And all of a sudden, he he found his niche. He was a white gay man who could p- appeal to the right-wingers under the guise of free speech and just asking questions and get an audience. And now he's gone full-blown right-wing. He, 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 his show has been picked up by uh, Breitbart now, or, or The Blaze, one of those two right-wing I mean, well, uh, news Yeah, and, That's and, when like, you he, know. He's still trying to claim he's a classical liberal, but like, look who he's been employed by now. Who's a classical liberal? Ronald fucking Reagan. Like, I mean, exactly. Yeah. Classical liberal just means right wing libertarian. Remember when someone tells you classical liberal, they're referring to 16th century Britain. Yeah. Yeah. That's who they're talking about. Yeah. Powdered wigs and capitalism. 
Exactly. And, but like, uh, and don't get me wrong. Like I used to be a follower of David Rubin. That's how he was ever on my radar, but he just kept getting crazier and crazier. And the, the thing that ended my like of him is this is before he got really super into the right wing stuff, but like he had Milo Yiannopoulos on and that was a big one that blew up Milo Yiannopoulos for some reason until he went on, um, what's his, uh, fucking Bill Maher's show. And Bill Maher kind of just oh. made him look like a twat and his, and then he came out that he was basically like, like approaching underage boys and shit and propositioning them. Yeah, I'm really glad you're not was va- vaporized. Yeah, same here. But yeah, but these, like, these guys come out with these takes that are so obvious. Yeah, it's so obvious what they're doing. It's easy to poke holes in it, but they, they don't get that. They don't. It's so rare that they're challenged on like a, this is one of the few things. Well, I'll say Bill Maher did a good job. Bill Maher, I think, is the one that toasted my Yiannopoulos career. And then the the when we find out he was propositioning young boys, it was, it was the the nail in the coffin. Yeah. But like he was skyrocketing to fame, and then he went in the show. And Bill Maher is like this fairy foofy little twat or something like that. Yeah. Um. That that's what he was saying. But th- this was before he got really big, and then he had Larry Elder on. You guys are familiar with Larry? Oh Elder. You, God, yeah. Larry Elder. So, and this is where I, I, I our governor, really right? Governor of qu- California, yeah, landslide yeah. victory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Landslide, landslide, mm-hmm. folks. Um, but Larry Elder went on, and so Dave Rubin um, asked him about systemic racism, and Larry Elder came back with, "Can you give me one example of systemic racism?" And Dave Rubin couldn't. And then he, and that, and that was the literally that was it. Dave really? Rubin, yeah. The fucking Dave Clinton Klein Brian Bill didn't come into. <laughs> Well, here's the thing, and then and it, it pissed me off. I was so mad about it because it was just such a like, dude. I I, I still hadn't gotten in that deep into like this stuff yet, and I could come up with like three different examples. But then he had him back on like three weeks later, and he was basically just sucking his dick about you. You got me with that question. You asked me to come up with systemic racism. I couldn't think of it, and now I have to admit systemic racism doesn't exist. And that was the point where I was done with Dave Rubin. And he's just gone so much farther on the deep end off of that. Like he, he's bought into, he's best friends with um, Ben Shapiro. Him and Ben Shapiro are best friends. And it's the biggest Uncle Tom thing because Ben Shapiro is actively against not only gay marriage, but homosexuals as a whole. whole doesn't want them to exist, but he has dinner with him regularly. It's like, yeah. I'm going to have dinner and be friends with the guy that doesn't want me to exist. And Dave Rubin promotes anti-Semites and gives them platforms. And Ben Shapiro is is, is outwardly Jewish. Yeah. And and here's the thing. They it's, it's play a, it's off a double-edged like, Uncle Tom. We can we can we can just unite. We we can disagree. And it's like you fundamentally disagree on whether or not both of you should exist as yeah. beings. Yeah, it's not disagreeing about it's tax good, policy. Yeah. And you think it's a good thing that you're having lunch together. I think you're the biggest fucking losers in the entire planet and you're awful in what's wrong with society as a whole. These guys are are a dime a dozen these days. You know, this is again yeah. the idea of a pundit, right, or someone spewing a bunch of heated nonsense is not new. That's an old trick. But you used to have to say what you were. You went out and you claimed it was. But like again, people like this guy are just full of it. They're right wingers who are pretending they're not. Um, my biggest gripe is is, is Vosh. Right, he's absolutely. I think. Hands down, the worst of the bunch. He's he's the newer generation. He's younger than us, I think, a little bit. So he's coming up behind people like Dor. But boy, is he toting that line. Yeah, and he goes back and forth. But I mean, like, I mean, <clears throat> politically, for instance, right? Uh, he's basically, I mean, he's he he calls himself a Marxist and a socialist. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, he brags about how much money he makes, but he calls himself a Marxist, right? Um, he's come out and said, like, "You haven't read theory Marxism," and this is his quote: "Is an extension of liberalism." 
He has literally said that car, cap, Marx didn't think capitalism was that bad, and that Marx was really just about liberalism and freedom and free markets. And it's like, if you've read the manifesto once, you know that's the most bullshit quote ever. But what you get are a bunch of fucking idiot followers of his who hear that and go, yep, that's the gospel truth. Um, he actually, won, he during the election, he claimed that Marx and Lenin would have voted for Joe Biden. Actually, you not. What? Oh, yeah. And if the, uh, these are his light takes. Right now, he's actually getting a whole lot of notoriety because he's been a full-on like State Department asset. He has just gone full yeah. tilt. Ukraine is the best thing ever. Um, he he's talked about how he wants to have um, you know anarcho NATOism, which is the most what? I, 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 yeah, I, I can't. Hear. Him and his followers are spreading a um, uh, anarcho communist flag. You know the red and black striped flag with a NATO symbol on it. It's the weirdest fucking thing in the world, and all he is doing is promoting imperialism, and he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And this is where, but his fucking followers eat it up. But all he talks about is how war is so terrible and brutal, and also, ha ha ha! I love seeing dead Russians and blah blah. It's like, well, you need to pick a lane, bro. Um, but I all what of the end caps think of him. Oh, they fucking hate anyone who's an actual end cap. Fucking hates him. But. He is gone again. Like I said, he's full asset because everything he does is pro NATO, pro US military, pro US imperialist government. And it's like, you are no leftist by any means. But beyond that, this is where Vouch is different from Jimmy Dore and Dave Rubin and even like Joe Rogan, you know, where they started out, you know, being one side. And then as they got more famous, they just started asking the questions and being dumb jackasses. Vouch is the opposite. Right now, Vosh is like a CIA asset propaganda piece, but he started out being an absolute knuckle-dragging pedophile, and he's it's weird how that shift has happened. Uh, it, just a couple of his hot takes. He's, For instance, he's very famous for this one, of basically, he uses the, the no ethical consumption or capitalism argument to justify child porn. His larger point, he was debating a vegan, and he was debating about how vegans are hypocritical because even though they won't eat meat, they will still do other things that harm the environment or can harm animals, blah, blah, blah. Right. And he yeah, was basically trying to make this so point. Far, yeah. yeah. He was making this point that like it's 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 hypocritical for vegans to condemn non-vegans because vegans still harm the environment, harm animals. And he then goes on to say that that is the same thing as somebody who buys computers and cell phones and computer parts have no right to criticize pedophiles or people who purchase child pornography. So here's his, here's his quotes. Uh, (laughs) Slave, slave goods and child pornography are both child exploitation and bad. If society has accepted and encouraged the consumption of slave goods, there is no legal moral argument for child porn consumption to be banned. In fact, and this is going to be a real hot take. I'm still quoting him here, guys. I have yet to hear a convincing moral or legal argument as to why possession of child pornography should be illegal. Buying child porn isn't at all dissimilar to buying from monstrous transnational corporations who hurt millions of children through economic exploitation. What the fuck? This is that time. He has argued over and over again for the legalization of child porn. Got okay, it. So, so, so he's r- got a whole yeah. like laptop somewhere stored full of... Oh, hands down. No, 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 no way he doesn't. So, yeah, and this isn't the only time. Again, he's gone back and forth and, you know, claimed partial ownership for, like, I think it was a Tumblr that, like, created a whole bunch of drawn child porn. He talks about how child porn art should be legal. Uh, if if the child porn is old, there's nothing wrong with having it. 
Um, he, he, and, he's, and basically, and even he talks about like buying child porn from someone who is actively filming and raping children is fine because if you support capitalism, then it's no different. Like he's he constantly equates this and basically says that if you again, by the way, he says this on a Twitch stream while he's surrounded by computers, that there is no difference between buying computer and electronic goods and buying child pornography from pornographists it's it's insane um and again this is where it gets like deep because it's not the first time he's done that he does that a million times and he's also argued over and over again that the age of consent should be lowered all the time uh he always talks about he doesn't believe in ages of consent here's it's hard to pin down quotes because there's a million i mean literally guys go on reddit go on youtube you can watch him on video say this shit uh, one of his big ones when he was arguing that the age of consent would be lower is, is again, this is where he tries to tie in socialism. That it, In a socialist society, this would be fine. His quote is that the age of consent exists out of respect for numerous power imbalances older people have over younger people. As those imbalances are redressed through the advent of socialism, the age of consent should therefore be lowered. Yes. No, that's because fucking there's, hot take. there's an inherent nope. La- nope. lack of balance of power because of age. Yeah. The no, age is, no. the, is is what creates nope. that imbalance. Nope. Socialism you, doesn't make age change. Nope. Cheap Fuck. insulin means you get to bang six-year-olds. That's that's how that works. That's what they do in Europe and Canada. Didn't you know that they wow. got free health care? But uh, and here's the thing. I don't care get passed around. how good a point someone makes. I don't care how good it is. I don't care how many times Vosh or Jimmy Dore are right about AOC in the squad. The moment you hear that they have this take too... That should be a deal breaker. And if it isn't, I don't see it's the same thing that I, I we would say about the Trumpers. Is it true that all Trumpers are racists? No, but racism wasn't a deal breaker. It, are all of Vosh's fo- followers pedophiles and pro pedophilia? No, but clearly it's not a deal breaker. Yeah, and yeah, that's a fucking problem. Heavily. You know, and that's the same thing with Dor. It's like the moment you find like he had a great take on AOC one time. And then he gave a platform to a white nationalist organization and has repeatedly put out QAnon conspiracy theories that are not only bullshit, but harmful to the public. Yep. The moment and that happens, find someone else that has a bet at the same take and follow yeah. them. If no, someone's like, you know, you know, the sky is blue today and you're like, oh, it does. This guy's, you know, saying something. He's like, and also Hitler had some good ideas, but okay, done listening. You're done. Like, <laughs> apparently, you're only right about one thing ever. Fine, done. Okay, duly noted. And, and Vouch is doing the same thing. Uh, he at, at one point he went on a thing called Killstream. And for those of you who don't know what Killstream is, it, it's a Nazi live stream about Nazi shit by Nazis. I mean, and it's like outspoken. This isn't like when I say this, and I'm like people who are to the right of Biden. Like, no, no, no. I mean, like Zeke Heil killed the Jews, Nazis, right? And he decided that he was going to help give them a platform because he wanted to talk to Nazis, and he thought he belonged there. So. As, as they're on there, they're just dropping the N-word constantly, right? Um, anytime they're talking about black people's N-word this, N-word that. And Vosh was talking to them and, and arguing and debating them and kept saying N-word, you know, instead of, he literally said the N-word, quote, right? He wasn't saying the actual N-word. He was using the phrase the N-word. Yeah. Um, and of course, the Nazis started making fun of him, called him a pussy, called him a liberal, called him this and that, right? And then when he got mad that they were making fun of him, he then started immediately, he pivoted and then started mocking them back. Like, what do you mean I'm using the N-word? You mean, uh, and he just like straight hard R went for it over and over again. Dropped the N-word over and over again on this kill stream. 
Um, which means that he thinks using the N-word is fine as long as it's because you're sad that a Nazi mocked you. Yeah. And then he went on Twitter and posted about how, like, oh, I said the N-word with a hard R. I know some of you are going to have a shit take on that, but it can be used for good because I was using it to fight Nazis. No, you can't. No, he's a piece of shit. And again, he's after that, he's admitted on his live stream that he uses it for fun. I got another quote from him. Again, this is a quote he said on video. Nice. When I'm alone with my girlfriend, alone at night, when this, by the way, this was in response to people criticizing him for using it on the kill stream. And he said, when I'm alone with my girlfriend, alone at night, when we're high or whatever, I occasionally say the N-word. I say it with a hard R. Do I look like a fucking bitch to you? Do you think I would puss out on a joke that could be funny if I went full, if I went full mile? Of course not. Yes, you do look like a bitch to me. Yes, no, he is an like absolute a fucking bitch. racist. Yeah, he's a racist. He's a sexist. He's transphobic. He's anti-gay. He's a fucking Nazi apologist. And this isn't like I'm calling him names. He's a pretty self-pointed pedophile. Yeah, yeah. So anybody who right. anybody who thinks Vouch is a good idea who might listen to our podcast, and I hope, I hope. That there is no Venn diagram where that exists. Oh, God, but if no. it does, don't get mad. Take this as a growing moment. And he was like, you're out of context. I was giving you full and complete quotes. And I'm sorry. These quotes that I've given you, unless you are doing what I was doing, which was quoting a piece of shit, there is no context where any of those are acceptable takes. And I, I'll put this out. Yeah, I'll put it out there. If anybody in this group, if anybody of our listeners follows these two, try it. Justify these these quotes that we've been giving. Honestly, you we'll bring you on it. the f- we'll bring yeah. you on the show because I would love to hear. Besides someone who can't just call me a pussy on Twitter and go away, I would like yeah. to hear an actual spoken justification for not putting these pieces of shit up against the wall. Yeah, and they're also one thing I forgot to mention. They're very good about setting themselves up as the real leftists. They uh-huh. created this this environment where if you don't follow them, just like Trump has, Trump is the real conservative. Trump is the real president. If you disagree with Trump, you're against America. Only true patriots follow Trump. Vosh and, and Dor are the same thing. If you are against them, if you criticize them at all, you are automatically a fake leftist. You're a shit lib. You're you're, you're all of these things. Yep. One hundred percent. And anybody telling you, believe me, or you're not, you're you're something else, immediately should be a red flag. Yes, immediately. Yeah. Anybody who says I am the only source of truth is a cult leader. And that's exactly what they do. Exactly what they do. And, and this is what you got to be careful of. when you see it. Whenever you see a personality that you're on, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on, you know, fucking Twitch, on some kind of Facebook live, on some kind of fucking Reddit, it doesn't matter. Anytime you see a live stream of someone and you're like, oh, this person seems amazing. Do a deep dive. Literally just Google their name and like shit takes bad tweets, worse tweets. And just see what pops up. And if it's like, I think healthcare is a good thing. And it's people going, ha ha, stupid liberal. Like, okay, you might be on the right side. But if it's like, hey, um, they're saying that child porn's cool. They're saying that Jews are taking over the world. They hang out with Nazis. Like, you know, maybe, uh, maybe that's someone you should not defend. Yeah. And the last one I wanted to mention, I, we've, there's so many to pick from, but the, there's another one that's a little bit in a different vein. That I think we should bring up. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him or not. It's Andrew Sam Yang. Harris. 
Sam oh. Harris. I mean, Yang absolutely is, but we've we've shit on Yang plenty already. You want to talk about we, we, we not in this like because that's thing is I think Yang gets a pass because uh, some idiot decided that during 2016 that they should put some more on like Andrew Yang up there. And Andrew Yang came out; he was a one issue guy, and he's like free money. And here's the thing: UBI is a good idea. I need you to have more policy than that if you want to be the fucking president of a nuclear nation. And he mm-hmm. doesn't. And he disappeared. And then he came back and he's like, who wants to buy my book? Because I think the right and left need to hug it out. And I'm getting really tired of hippies and Nazis not getting along. And you should follow me. And he's become this. And again, you look on his Twitter, look at anything. He has become another one of these guys where he's the only source of truth. He's the only source of justice. Everyone's crazy but him. And if you don't believe in his centrist nonsense, you're the problem. Yep. So, mm-hmm. again, he's clearly not the worst offender of all these people, but I just wanted to work him into that list because I think he gets a pass for some reason because he's been a guest on CNN, and that's bullshit. Andrew Yang is another one of these fucking cosplaying cultists. Throughout America, there is a genuine feeling from both sides of being tired of fighting. There, there's this idea that we just want to get along. Now, really what both sides want is the other side to stop being a bunch of fucking twats and just agree with them. That's really what they want when they say they want to get along. But Yang and others like them have tapped into this idea. And whenever you criticize the this bullshit and point out, no, this can't work because these ideologi- ideologies are fundamentally opposed. Mm-hmm. Why he's just trying to get make everyone get along? Why is that a bad thing to you guys? That's the that, that's the common argument, and no one gets that more than Yang because he really he does present this I, this air of like just a sweet guy who wants to give everyone money, and he's mostly left on these issues, and he yeah. really just wants everyone to get along, and he's trying to bring the right over to our side, and that's he's really just a good guy, and nobody we can sees compromise, through. just yeah, just exactly. some some genocide, yeah, a, a light <laughs> feudalism. Okay, 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 guys. All but 10% of black people get civil rights. Yes, yeah, 10%. Okay. okay, like Nazis, but they have to be from Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah the good Nazis, guys, <laughs> the good Nazis. Well, the good Nazis ran NASA. That's a whole other <laughs> podcast. Operation Paperclip, look it up, kids. So, go ahead, Matt, you had uh, one more? No, the last one I wanted to bring up was Sam Harris. And the reason I think he's important oh, yeah. is because he's a little bit different. So for those of you that don't know, he's known as one of the uh, the atheist four horsemen. It's it's him, uh, Christopher <laughs> Hitchens, Richard Dawkins, and another guy that I always forget. Um, now, he's not, he's not gone far right overall. He's still very much progressive in all things except for one. And, and the reason why I wanted to bring him up is because he does – fight for reason and logic in a lot of ways, but he's gone off the deep end on one issue that I see it happens a lot to these uh, militant atheists. And he is the most anti-Muslim motherfucker you will ever meet. And to this day, he doubles down. He's for uh, pro- racial profiling. He's for, he constantly, constantly spreads misinformation. There's this bullshit claim that went around a while back that without immigration, uh, Muslims would take over France by the, by the year 2030. It, I mean, it was, it was, it was a bullshit claim from a, a guy that was an out and out um, Islamophobe and a racist, right? And Harris just repeated it and he got challenged on it and tried to say he couldn't remember where he heard it from. Now, from a data standpoint, from a scientific, there's no nothing to back that up. Like the, the population without immigration, the way it currently stands, is predicted to be increased by 12.7% until up by the year 2050. Like that's the actual predictions. There's no scientific data to back this up at all. It's a bullshit claim, but he's propagated it over and over again. 
And then when challenged, tries to say, oh, I can't remember where I saw that, but it's true. It's shit like that. And it's a perfect example of how somebody can be right about things in 80% of the cases, but then go so far bad in 90. And this is an issue that actually turned me off on Sam Harris. I was a big, like, I was really into him because he's not as aggressive on the atheist shit as Dawkins is. Dawkins, I agree with 100%. He's just, Chris is the one that pointed this out to me. He's just an asshole. Dawkins yeah. is a complete nutter asshole. Oh, yeah. Dawkins is right, but he's such a prick. I will never <laughs> consider him an ally. And I found Harris to be a much more, I guess, a lighter version of Dawkins. He's not as aggressive with it. He's much more calm, much more engaging uh, uh, with, with Christians, at least. But then he went on Bill Maher. And him anybody that knows Bill Maher's take on yeah. this knows what I'm about to say. Talk he about agreed- a shit lib. He agrees with Bill Maher on Muslims completely, 100%. They are in sync on this issue. And that should give you an idea of where Harris lands on this. And it's like, you have to watch out from these people that are public figures because they, they tend to be very well-spoken, very articulate. And people like Harris, who I do believe generally on other issues, is very educated and knowledgeable. But that doesn't mean you can't have a shit take and be a proponent of some absolutely evil ideas. And on this one, Harris mm-hmm. is... You can be right on this issue because that's another thing that we fall prey to is that when you have a strong ideology, right? Like if you're an anarchist, you are, are you might tend to immediately gravitate towards, you know, anarchists who have a good point of view. Or if you're a communist, you might be like, oh, let in forever. It's like, okay, uh, you know, there are people who you can, if you have a strong, zealotous opinion, again, this is coming from me, someone who is admittedly. I fall into zealotism sometimes. It's something I have to watch out for. If you have a strong political belief in something, you especially have to watch out for that hero worship and look these guys up because because someone has that same strongly held belief that you do, because someone is an atheist, does not mean they are ethical or they are right. And sometimes they can be, but it's like, look for the people who are both. I mean, again, if you want to be an atheist and you want to look for a role model, look no further than Stephen fucking Fry. Yep. Stephen fucking Fry comes to everything with scientific information, compassion, ethics, humanity, and the willingness to call stupid people out for being stupid. He's wonderful. God bless fucking Stephen Fry, even though there isn't one. Like, he's just fucking, and he'd be the first to laugh at that. He's fucking great. Um, And if you don't know who I'm talking about, he's the older British comedian actor guy, and he's fantastic, and literally just, like, Google, like, you know, Stephen Fry atheism, and you'll find some just wonderful takes he's had. And that's an example of that, you know? And it's like, you you can find someone who has a strong conviction that you do, and vet them to make sure they're not a piece of shit. I'm a communist. I absolutely will never get behind Stalin. He was an absolute piece of shit, even though he's probably one of the most famous communists out there. Find heroes that actually fit the bill. Yeah, you know, and it actually, it it brings me to a quote I kind of wanted to end this on. Now, again, this is a little bit silly, but it's always stuck with me. So you guys have all seen Dogma, right? Mm -hmm. Love that movie. Great flick. Yeah. So there's actually a point where they're all sitting around a campfire and and Chris Chris Rock's character, ironically, given the, the curtain... <laughs> smacks the things. shit out of someone, yeah. right? Oh, no. No, so he's No, asked, no, someone smacks the shit out of him. <laughs> no, neither, actually. He's playing a it's dead the 13th apostle. 13th Apostle. Was, yeah, 13th Apostle, yeah. Rufus. And he Jesus, I know him. Still owes me 20 yeah. bucks. <laughs> <laughs> 
But like he voices his disdain for belief systems and, and, and the girl uh, in the, in the movie says, you don't have a problem with beliefs. And he says, he says, I think it's just better to have idea ideas. Beliefs are trickier. You can change an idea, but people die for beliefs. And I, it's always stuck with me because I think there's never going to be a single person or ideology that gets it a hundred percent right. You have to pick good ideas from wherever they exist and go with those. That's how you build good institutions and good things. You know, it's like, I've always been one of the reasons ways I came to being more leftist politically and more in line with socialistic views is because I saw that there were problems with capitalism. And when I looked for what the possible solutions were, lo and behold, they were coming from a socialist system. These are good ideas. Taxes to feed the needy, to give us health care, to pay for roads, to bridges, for infrastructure. Giving our taxes for good causes like that is a good idea. Giving our taxes for unending wars and regime changes in other countries and for fucking with other nations and for racism and, and horribleness is not. But unfortunately, it's become wrapped up in a belief system, this idea of American exceptionalism. And it's it's getting to the point where I don't even know, if, at least for a significant amount of our population, if we can change it because they're willing to die for those beliefs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Being willing to being willing to die for a belief isn't even the worst thing in the world. But make sure you're dying for something that makes the world better and helps people. And if you're willing to die to harm people or to deny them rights, deny them access to your sacred land that was probably stolen from someone anyway, fuck your beliefs. Your beliefs don't ever get to intrude on someone else. If you're willing to die for a belief that shelters people who need it, that's a good one. If you're willing to die for a belief to maintain a systematic order of something that excludes people, your belief fucking sucks. And I think that's a good litmus test for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's about all we have for dragging these guys today. But we uh, appreciate you being here, guys. Thanks for letting us feel your ear holes and take you away from your precious Vosh and Jimmy door time. <laughs> um, again, anybody who listens to these guys or thinks they're great or used to and hates them now, message us. Shoot us an email. Tell us your story. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh Again, if you if you want to defend these guys, we'll even bring you on. If you want to tell us how much you oh, agree yeah. they suck, we'll read your comment. Like, shoot us an email. Matt gets lonely, man. Um, he's up at three in the morning feeding babies. He oh, wants to God. read emails. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea, man. It's awful right now. But I actually, I, I'm curious. This is one. This is another one of the ones I'm going to fight for. I will be blasting our Twitter throughout this week with, yeah. with prompts for people to give us something because I want to answer this and address it because. I honestly, I think if you're a Jimmy Dore fan or a Vosh fan, I don't think you have a leg to stand on. And I think that you found one or two things you like about them and are trying to excuse everything else just to hold on to that. And I would love to be proven wrong. Yep. Same here. So look for that, folks. And uh, we will be here next week again. So we love you. Thank you for being here with us. And until next week, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And remember, the revolution is you.